Uh, yeah, let's get it going. Did you say we're on on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com? Did you say that? You made a, I got a lot of people making decisions for me today. You know, Just Everywhere I turn, I've had uh, decisions made for me today. Um, hold on, everyone. I'm making a decision for you. And here is the decision. The decision is uh, to tune in, ladies and gentlemen, because here we are living on a thin line with Tony Vizic. I am Tony Vizic. I come to you every day, 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, six days a week, actually. We take Saturdays off. We are your daily distraction while the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. Uh, we come to you on three platforms, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, where you can simply listen, just verbally drink in the entertainment as it spills into your soul. Uh, YouTube Comedy Schools, where absolutely no one watches because we don't push it, we don't care. And, of course, right here on Facebook Live, where the community, uh, but if you're on YouTube, we like you. We're not saying that. We're just saying we haven't done the work that needs to be done to be YouTube stars. But we are here on Facebook Live as well. As we like to say, living on a thin line is not a podcast. It's a community. So uh, we're glad uh, for the number of people who join us regularly and for our new viewers and listeners. Today is December 9th. December 9th, 2020. We are getting to the end of 2020. A year to start it out with great hope and promise that is oddly enough ending with great hope and promise as well. Uh, great hope and promise being, of course, the vaccine, which they're already getting in England and which we are not getting, <laughs> which we don't have here yet. You know, uh, here uh, we have uh, cases uh, growing like mad and we still don't have a rollout of the vaccine. Um, I'm not going to get too much in any sort of controversy about any of this today just to say this that it is true that a year started out with great hope and promise with not a lot of negativity on the horizon as i remember january of 2020 yeah i didn't like the president there were a lot of people didn't like the president but otherwise than that things were looking good uh the year sagged badly in the middle and uh, now we have great hope and promise again that by in a few short months we can have things back the way they were. And I so look forward to having to drive the meetings instead of having them in my house so that I can spend a lot of time on freeways, you know, with smog and poison in the air and getting angry at people. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, another thing about today, I, well, actually yesterday. Yeah, actually yesterday we did not, um, and where did I set it? I'm always setting things down now and not realize there it is. Uh, yesterday, we should have mentioned, this is a music-heavy uh, podcast, okay? Uh, it is a music-heavy podcast. Uh, yesterday, uh, and we say happy birthday to, posthumously, of course, uh, one of the greatest entertainers of all time, Sammy Davis Jr., was born um, December 8th, 1925. And uh, up until the end of his life, he was an omnipresent entertainer in America. Oddly enough, he only had one big hit, one hit song, and I'm going to say it was his version of Candyman. He did a version of Candyman, and that was his one big hit. Probably for those of us who were of a certain age at the time, one of the most schmaltziest tunes we have ever heard in our entire lives. As a matter of fact, it sounds pretty schmaltzy now, but still sounds fantastic. Same thing with his other... Uh, sort of semi-hit that he became identified with was Mr. Bojangles. Sammy Davis Jr. always gave it that little something extra. 
And the issue sometimes for people that give that little something extra is that little extra then actually uh, ruins, uh, ruins whatever you're giving the extra to. But oftentimes, it is the mark of someone who is going to do anything to make you laugh or smile or feel good or fall in love. And that's what Sammy Davis Jr. did. Um, during a time when other African-American performers were breaking through the color barrier in more significant ways, uh, Harry Belafonte, Nat King Cole, Della Reese, Lena Horne, uh, he didn't. And it's my theory, although he was, you know, he was known, he was on talk shows constantly. He worked constantly. He became an important and permanent part of Frank Sinatra's Rat Pack. He, Dean Martin, uh, of course, uh, Joey Bishop, uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, you know, uh, Peter Lawford at one time. People kind of floated in and out at the edges. But uh, those were the main four for such a long time. Um, the question always is, was his career elevated and sustained because of his connection with the Rat Pack and being able to do all those Rat Pack shows in Vegas, be able to record with Frank, etc.? Or was his light a little dimmed because he was always standing next to two supernovas, Dean and Frank? So uh, it certainly helped Joey Bishop's career. Joey Bishop would have been, you know, working uh, a buffet in Omaha if it wasn't for his association with the Rat Pack. So uh, D, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. did it. He did it up. He was uh, incredibly, horribly addicted to cocaine for uh, many of his later years. Um, his career was really seriously derailed uh, sometime in the late 50s, early 60s with his engagement to Swedish actress Mae Britt. And he was actually, the rumor is, the story is, that the uh, Chicago mob told Frank to tell Sammy to break it off and that he really had no choice, break it off, or they were going to break him up. So uh, he sacrificed that and then went on to somewhat be a punchline for uh, Frank and for uh, Dean as well. However, in being that punchline and being that present and working that hard and being that loving and being that giving, okay, he was as important to the civil rights era as many of the people who uh, marched in Montgomery, to many of the people who stood up <coughs> to the terrible oppression of the time, because he was one that humanized in a segregated America, African Americans for a white America who seldom, if ever, experienced uh, interface with uh, black people. So happy birthday, Sammy Davis Jr. We're a little late. Uh, we're going to recommend a couple songs today. I've got this CD, which is really, really cool. I've got other songs we're going to talk about today. But this is, uh, take a look at that. Uh, I don't know where I picked this up. This is uh, EO11, the best of the Rat Pack. EO11, the best of the Rat Pack. That is the name of the CD. And uh, it's got some great compilations from various albums. Um, you know, Sinatra heavy, I'm going to live till I die. Uh, Dean doing Ain't That a Kick in the Head. Uh, Sammy doing Too Close for Comfort. Me and My Shadow with Frank and Sammy. Love is a Tender Trap of Frank Sinatra. You know, I'm not going to read them all here. You can find the CD. But I am going to, um, I'm going to recommend, this is a fun song because it's funny. All right, Sam's Song with Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin. Sam's Song. Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin. We're going to put that link up for you today. It's a song you probably aren't familiar with, even though you're familiar with Dean Martin and with Sammy Davis Jr. They are the epitome of cool even to this day. Um, 
So uh, check that song out and then dig a little deeper into Sammy Davis Jr., especially his uh, collaborations with Dean and Frank, and you'll find some wonderful, wonderful stuff, okay? So happy birthday to him. We just wanted to get that in there. Uh, Still looking for your questions and comments and suggestions. At the end of the week, I'll put the top 10 of the week of songs that start out with a drum solo uh, of the rock era. I, uh, I started out, I threw into the ring, Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone, which starts out with a simple snare drum crack, but is a snare drum crack that uh, it was described by one writer one time as the, uh, uh, the snare drum that was heard around the world. So that was mentioned, um, uh, Soul Sacrifice by Santana, I believe, uh, Moby Dick by Led Zeppelin, uh, also, I'll put in another Led Zeppelin today, uh, Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll. So, uh, we've got those four. I got to check back on the comments. Might have five. We're looking for 10 for the week. We'll do this for a few weeks. Songs that begin with a drum solo. Drum solo could be very brief. It could be that it's just one thing like, like a Rolling Stone, or it could be a couple things. It can't be a song that has anything before the drum solo, which excludes the song Wipeout. Okay, which was one of uh, the great drum solo songs of the 60s done by the surf group Safaris, which was basically a bunch of session musicians. Uh, became an unintended huge hit. So, uh, but it starts out with someone screaming Wipeout and then goes into the drum solo. Uh, Michael Bowenkel saying, Take the Money and Run by Steve Miller Band. All right. Joe Gannon says, How about a song that starts with the tuba solo? Joe, we might, um, you should uh, type that up in triplicate, um, uh, send it to several committees. Uh, get a consensus, get back with us, and uh, uh, we'll run it up the old flagpole. And if that bird flies, uh, if that dog hunts, uh, if that song, if that idea has uh, uh, a more cattle than hat, then uh, we'll consider doing your, uh, your tuba festivities, Joey. How's that sound? <laughs> All right, so we got one recommendation. They take the money and run by uh, Steve Miller Band. So I got to go back over to comments for the last few days. I'll list them all out this week. Uh, but uh, that's something that we're asking people to do in the coming weeks. Name your favorite song that starts out with a drum solo. Uh, like I said, this show is built around three things, and those three things are your questions and comments uh, here on social media where we try to question and comment back. Um, uh, usually we have some knick-knack, doodad, curiosity, memento, autograph, periodical, of, uh, of uh, quaint interest that we visually share with you and try to weave a personal story around. And then we recommend one artist or one piece of music based off our vast vinyl album and CD collection. By the way, the Sammy Davis Jr. stuff today doesn't count as that portion. That was merely a uh, tribute to uh, Sammy Davis Jr. By the way, if you're ever in Las Vegas and you ever see a billboard and the billboard says... Tribute to Sammy Davis Jr. starring Doug Starks, or Doug Starks is Sammy Davis Jr. Go see that show. Doug Starks is a long-running, close personal friend of mine who lives in Vegas and is a drop-dead, pitch-perfect Sammy Davis Jr. impersonator. When you watch him, he looks like him, he sounds like him, he dances like him. Uh, Doug Starks is one of those people who is that triple threat. He can sing, dance, and act. Uh, you will see an incredible show. Uh, Abinav Goyal is saying, uh, we will rock you by Queen. Man, that's it. Boom. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but rock and roll by uh, Led Zeppelin, that 
That is a drum solo taken from a 50s rhythm and blues song. I will find a song and uh, let you know about it tomorrow. But I know that uh, what you need by NXS. Uh, well, all right, we're starting to get them. We're starting to get them. Cool, cool. Get them in. I mean, I'll, I'll list every song that we collect up this week. Then we're going to do it one more week. Till we, till we get about 20 or 30 songs. Then we'll uh, begin to eliminate and to get the best. Uh, Honky Tonk Woman, Jerry Vizic, very good by the Rolling Stones. Not only does it start out with a drum solo, uh, one of the pieces of percussion, one of the most important pieces of percussion in American music, it starts out, of course, with cowbell. So, uh, <laughs> tee, 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 tee. that is uh, the cowbell that was heard around the world. If, um, if, this, if unlike a Rolling Stro Stone, uh, the stare, snare drum shot that was heard around the world, then Honky Tonk Woman is the cowbell clink that was heard around the world. So, uh, yeah, we're starting to pile them up. Good, good, good. I don't know how you guys are doing this. I don't know if you're Googling, and that's kind of, I'm not going to complain if you do that, you know. Uh, I tried to have a uh, name your favorite songs with cowbell contest one time in the early, in the, uh, early days of uh, Google, and someone put up like 300 of them. Uh, also from Jerry Vizic, uh, When the Levy Breaks. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is with Led Zeppelin, there's several. And, I mean, we're going to name them. But that was a band where the drums were, um, the drums were as much a part of, the drums are always a part of. But something about what John Bonham did and the way that that combo worked together, the drums uh, were, uh, you know, guys, drummers like Buddy Rich and Gene Krupa, uh, tried to front bands. Ginger Baker Air Force. Uh, Ginger Baker with Ginger ba Baker Air Force tried to front a band. Don Henley was a lead singer while he was a drummer. But uh, nobody fronted a band from the back of the room the way John Bonham did. You know, and those, uh, those drum solos he did to open up some of the great songs. Wow. You could not, not listen. So, uh... Uh, keep them coming, keep them coming, we'll get them all listed out, and then we will eventually, in a few weeks, we will pick the number one song, it'll be based on uh, uh, your votes and thoughts, and, um, and how I feel, no, your votes and thoughts, your, your thoughts and prayers, it'll be based on your thoughts and prayers, how does that sound? Uh, all right, came home last night, started to sit down and relax, Looked over on a little table that is sitting in the living room, and what do I see? Looked on a little table, what do I see? Coming for to carry me home. That's right, the latest collection in the bobblehead collection. There it is. And who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It's Sharon. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a rarity, and well, it probably should be. This is a Sharon Osborne bobblehead, and it's... Well, it's not as well put together as far as material-wise and stuff as, uh, as some of the other ones that we have. So Michael Bullwinkle saying, Neil Peart, okay, but that's not a song, Michael. That's a drummer. We're not listing best drummers. If you're talking to Michael Bullwinkle about drummers who are an int integral part of, uh, uh, of the band over and above and beyond just keeping the beat, yeah, Neil Peart would be one uh, with Rush and God rest his soul. So, uh, But right now we're talking about the Sharon Osbourne bobblehead. There it is. Now, it's pretty well put together. It's got a good bobble. It makes Sharon look... This, this bobblehead looks more human than the actual person. 
Uh, you see, it's got a, uh, it's kind of, there's a lot of plastic in this one instead of ceramic, but really well put together plastic. There's her name, Sharon, with her little dog, Sharon Osborne, who hands down, without a doubt, we can credit uh, uh, our curse at the revival of Ozzy Osborne and Ozzy Osborne's career uh, after he left Black Sabbath and was spiraling out of control. Uh, Sharon Osborne, who was able to get her, uh, husband released from his horrific contract with his horrific manager who happened to be Sharon's father. Uh, but Sharon eventually has gone on or went on almost to eclipse Ozzy himself as a media personality. So I'm not going to get into that a lot today, but why do we have a Sharon Osborne bobblehead? Now, from the information that I have about what I did not purchase this bobblehead, it was purchased for me. Would I have bought it if I saw it in an antique shop? Yes. Would I mail away for it? No but I would purchase it, okay? I would bring it home and, and hold it to my bosom. I would. Because uh, the conversation, as I understand it, that went uh, when the bobblehead was spied at a uh, curio store, uh, the, uh, the one who prevailed in the conversation was my grandson because there's, others were saying, well, you know, that's not what he does. He does athletes, doesn't have any women, this and that. And... Uh, my grandson said, no, you don't seem to understand. He would get it because he rescues them. That's right. Bobblehead Rescue is in full effect. And we have rescued from the shelves of 99-cent stores, dollar stores, Goodwill stores, junk shops. We have found and rescued Sharon Osborne. So add it now to uh, our safe haven over here. Uh, on the other side of the room, our safe haven for bobbleheads everywhere. You know, wh why don't I buy them off of eBay and stuff? Because they don't need rescuing. Someone has them. Someone's using them as a commodity. But when I go into a Goodwill or I go into an antique shop or a junk shop or a dollar store, uh, some yard sale, and I see some forlorn little bobbleheads sitting there, I know the next stop for it is the road to perdition. I know that. The road to perdition. And I won't have it. Hey, uh, it's now it's time to tell you something very important and very cool, and that is if you're looking for something to do this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and who isn't looking for something to do this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you want to go out, but you still want to make sure that you uh, can uh, function under safety protocols, that you get to have six foot between you and people you don't know, uh, that people wear a mask because they're moving about the room, but you still want to have a good time, uh, let me highly recommend uh, JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, 860 East Warner Road. In Gilbert, Arizona, uh, when you go in there, uh, the man you buy the ticket from, uh, tell him Tony sent you, and also say, I heard you put salt in your pizza, you bastard. So, um, uh, and he might give you a discount, or he might throw you out for calling him a dirty name. I have no idea. Uh, but uh, a great show this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, none other than, none other than uh, Mark Cordes, who is a guy who I have worked with been friends with and been hiring since the uh, early 90s. And what does that mean for you? That means a consummate professional who is one of the cleverest and brightest and smartest comics in the nation today. Happens to live right here in Phoenix, Arizona, and has been so kind to, and we have been so unfortunate to, whole thing almost fell over, did you see that? Uh, be able to get him to come out and do a show for us this weekend. So go out and check it out. Also keep in mind, there's going to be a New Year's Eve show at J.P.'s Comedy Club, December 31st, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time uh, with a North American countdown. 
Show will end at 9 p.m. Uh, and we're going to make it a hybrid show live in person and Zoom. for every, So everyone out in the Twitter universe, Facebook land, YouTubeville, Comedy Schools Radio Network Town uh, will be able to purchase a ticket and watch the show. We're going to set that up for you. Uh, we got another comment here from Brother Jer. Okay, that's fine and good. It's commenting on the bobblehead. But did Sharon Osbourne's husband's band, Black Sabbath, any song was started with a drum solo? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I know Black Sabbath music fairly well because they came along when I was 15, so you could not not know them. They were on the radio constantly with their first album, especially Black Sabbath and their second album, Paranoid. Um, they, of course, became iconic for uh, their darkness and their weirdness. Uh, Ozzy then on became uh, iconic for his, uh, his unique stage persona. So, uh, and uh, just two degrees of separation, I knew Ozzy Osbourne a little bit in the mid-80s. Now, it's not that anyone, if you go up to, if you ever meet him, go, hey, do you know Tony Vizzi? I don't know. Sharon! That's what he'll do. Um, But I knew him briefly, hung out with him uh, for a short period of time uh, in the, um, the summer of 85. The summer of 85. And was also in the summer of 83, or the winter of, no, the winter of 84, uh, hung out and got loaded with his uh, uh, his uh, bass player, his road bass player, the guy who played in his uh, road band. So uh, I got a little connection there from my old, the bad old days or good old days, depending on who you're talking to in Hollywood, California. Uh, but da, 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 da. we still don't have a st- we still don't have a stimulus package yet. So we're going to hit the worst part of the pandemic just as the vaccine is rolling out. So thank God for the vaccine. Because it'll make what's going to happen now the worst part instead of this being the beginning of the worst part. It's going to cap the number of people who pass away, but the number of people that are going to pass away are going to be staggering. The number of uh, people who are uh, uh, long-term disabled uh, are, is going to be staggering. The number of people who are sick and able to work is going to be staggering, etc. Okay, but the vaccine will make this the worst part. So the difference between March and April and now March and April, we knew things were going to be bad. We went into lockdown mode. <clears throat> we kind of had to do it on our own. We didn't have any national leadership. Governors had to do it. Mayors had to do it. Businesses had to do it. Uh, individuals had to do it. But we did a pretty good job, and we slowed the rate of transmission. You can look at graphs. And now the rate of transmission is through the roof, and the bickering and fighting and insanity around anything to stem the tide has become sad. It's become sad. It's looking like the end of the movie Bridge Over River Kwai, where just immovable forces are going to cause destruction and that no sanity will be able to uh, prevail. Beyond that, the other thing that kind of saved us in the spring and the summer was uh, the massive stimulus package. Massive stimulus package. They put money in everyone's pocket. Put money in everyone's pocket. We all spent our 1200 bucks. If we had kids, we got 600 bucks. We spent it hopefully on them, but it, we spent it. We put money in circulation. They extended unemployment benefits. So people sitting at home had a home to sit in because they were still able to pay their rent. And then they had money to spend and we spent that money. We spent that money. It's one of the reasons the stock market has gone up. It's the reason that more businesses haven't gone out of business. But now we've got the most asinine, stupid, infighting, 
going on over a stimulus package. And let me be clear. If it were up to me, and it's not, but if it were up to me, it would be another $1,200 check per person. If it were up to me, it would be extended unemployment benefits. If it were up to me, it'd be a whole new round of PPP loans. If it were up to me, PPP loans under $50,000 would all be forgivable. If it were up to me, the money that you get on a forgiven loan would not be taxed. But these are fights that are being had right now. And these fights, combined with the number of people who are going to pass, pass away, combined with the number of businesses going to be lost, and with a new stimulus package that will be weaker and less effective than the previous one are going to put us in one hell of a bind in 2021. And we're all going to have to come together to make sure that we help one another, even if that means going to each other's stores. You know, maybe I don't need to buy this, but it's 20 bucks, and I'm going to buy it from this guy for 20 bucks. If we just keep it in circulation, if we keep pushing forward, if we, even though we may not be able to go out, that we don't turn inward, we turn outward, we might be able to save this country and economy because if you leave it to Mitch McConnell, we're not. Okay. Uh, I got just a few more minutes. Um, our musical selection today that I'm going to recommend is going to be, uh, uh, it's going to be from the, uh, whoa, whoa. All right. Okay. Don't anybody freak out. We just had a piece of equipment crash down. Nobody got hurt. No animals were harmed. Not even the Sharon. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is live podcasting, ladies and gentlemen, right here. Everything's going along so smoothly. And then Shazam, bam. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't be deterred. Don't be sad. Don't get scared. We're going to be all right. Uh, let me get reset here. There, there. It's like it never happened. Now we're okay again. Let me just get this squared away for you. There we go. And that shouldn't happen again. All right. Where were we? Okay. Now I got to try to reach around this thing again. I hope it doesn't explode on me. Because uh, I want to recommend a song. See, look at the excitement you get when you watch Living on a Thin Line with Tony Vizek. We got a great political commentary. We talk about uh, great pop singers. We have fun. And every once in a while, our, our uh, equipment just falls down over the top of us. Uh, I'm getting the five-minute sign here. Was that the five-minute sign? Four-minute sign. All right, let me get this real quick. Here's the song we're going to recommend today. Here's our, um, our song recommendation. It's Fare Thee Well Dink Song from Inside Lewin Davis. This was done by um, uh, but, uh, Oscar Isaac, and that's who did the music. Inside Lewin Davis is one of two... Is, uh, Two CDs we're going to be talking about all week that are brought to us by the Cohen Brothers. The other one, of course, being Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? really celebrated the music of uh, traditional America of the Depression. And Inside Lewis Davis celebrates the music that was loved by the musicians of the uh, folk revival of the late 50s, early 60s. Dink's song, Fare Thee Well, is an incredible tune, a beautiful song uh, that was originally... Recorded in 1903. I want to say 1903. It might have been 1909. Let me double check here to make sure. Uh, and I'm not going to be able to find it. Darn it. Darn it. We're going to go with, uh, we're going to go with 1909. Let me just try one thing here. There we go. Uh -huh. No. Don't have it. By who? Is it by Lewin Davis? 
No, 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 no. The, the movie was inside Lewin Davis. So it's uh, Fare Thee Well by uh, Oscar Isaac and Mumford and Sons. So uh, really cool, uh, really cool tune. Uh, John Lomax and Alan Lomax, who were uh, two very important people in preserving uh, much of uh, what became American folk music, finding it, discovering it as they tramped through America and through the South, uh, recording songs and writing down lyrics, much like A.P. Carter did, uh, said they discovered it from a woman named Dink who was washing clothes on the banks of the, Bra uh, the Brazos River. And it is a song about a woman lamenting her man leaving her when she needed him most. Stunning song done by so many people, so many people in the folk revival movement, uh, uh, Pete Seeger, of course, Bob Dylan, Joan Baez, on and on. It is one of those songs that really can touch you. It's one of those songs that immediately replaces whatever you're thinking about with the incredible pictures that are being painted by the words and melody. Of a kind time called Dink Song. I first discovered it by Dylan. It called Dink Song. Uh, I think it may have been on a bootleg tape. Uh, it's the first time I remember running across it. But uh, it has been around for a long time. It's one of the great American songs. Uh, it is over 100 years old, but when you hear it, it will sound brand new. It's just some of the music that the Coen brothers helped keep alive and kept revive and helped the... Uh, this, song, this music is always revived. It dies out, and then it's brought to life again by new artists and new mus uh, musicians, young people who find it. People like Mumford & Sons, who aren't even from this country, but have done more to preserve a sound that is truly uniquely American than any other band in the last 20 years and really kind of helped create Americana music. But no, young people find it, and it, it becomes their own discovery. And we let them have it. And those of us who know the songs are just overjoyed that someone else is still tapping into what we're tapping into. Fare thee well, Dink Song, from the soundtrack Inside Lewin Davis, recorded by uh, Oscar Isaac and Mumford and & Sons. That is your musical selection for the day. That is your show for the day. Start looking for those drum solo songs. I know there's more out there, and I want to hear about them from you. I don't want to contribute any... I want them to come from you. That's our show. Thanks a lot for watching. I'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. on Living on a Thin Line. If I can keep the equipment standing up. Bye-bye. Were you able to locate it? Where'd Solomon go? I had a woman.